At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Today we will be discussing several urban legends and, ironically, tragic events from the happiest place on earth. Disneyland. From Walt Disney never leaving the park even after death, to several deaths happening on grad night. With so much Disneyland lore available over the internet, this will be the first part of a multi-part series featured on the Scarecast Files. We will kick this episode off with a spill on the ghost of Walt Disney. Now, if you're familiar with Disney history, you'll likely know that the apartment situated above the firehouse on the main street in Disneyland, this apartment, which came into existence during the park's construction that began on July 16, 1954 and opened on July 17, 1955, was a personal retreat for Walt Disney himself. Although it was relatively small, encompassing about 500 square feet, it proved to be a convenient hideaway for Walt during the late nights and early mornings when he closely supervised the realization of his Disney vision. Walt's apartment was designed to be discreet, making it nearly impossible for anyone to discern whether he was inside or not, a preference he held dear. Even the spacious patio overlooking Town Square was discreet from ground level, although it offered a remarkable view of the park. However, Walt did establish a subtle way to communicate his presence. When he was in the park, he would illuminate a lamp in the upstairs window of the fire station. Employees would see it and Word even got out about it to park guest, signifying a high likelihood of encountering Walt strolling through the park, graciously offering his autograph to those whom he encountered. A few years after Disneyland's initial opening, and as the park expanded to include New Orleans Square and the groundbreaking Pirates of Caribbean attraction, Walt decided to construct a larger apartment above the entrance to Pirates of the Caribbean to accommodate larger amounts of guests for the luxurious get-togethers he would host. Unfortunately, Walt passed away before this apartment's completion and no member of the Disney family ever occupied it. For many years, this space was accessible to the public 
as an art gallery. In 2007, it was transformed into the Dream Suite, an opulent apartment reserved for special occasions and VIP guests. And in 2017, it was reimagined as 21 Royal, an exclusive dining experience catering to a maximum of 12 guests per night. Now going back to Walt's original apartment, if you had a chance to glimpse Walt Disney's apartment, you might have observed that the lamp inside it remains illuminated to this day. This lamp serves as an endearing tribute to Walt himself. However, the story behind this glowing lamp has its own legend. Now, as the tale goes, shortly after Walt Disney's passing on December 15, 1966, a maintenance worker would enter the apartment for cleaning and was startled to find that the lamp was shining brightly. She promptly switched it off and exited the apartment, only to be astounded when she looked back up to see the light still burning in the window. Now, acting on instinct, she returned inside. She turned off the lamp once more and remained in the apartment this time. But to her astonishment, the lamp inexplicably reignited right before her eyes. Some versions of the story even suggest that the lamp was unplugged yet it somehow continued to glow. According to some accounts, she heard a mysterious voice uttering the words, Don't forget, I am still here. Today, the lamp remains illuminated as a symbolic representation of Walt Disney's presence within his beloved Disneyland. However, it's worth noting that this apartment has gained a reputation for paranormal activity among Disneyland's cast members who have reported hearing footsteps and knocking, especially during the nighttime. Now, while some versions of the legend claim that the lamp has remained lit since that supernatural incident with the cast worker, this is not entirely accurate. Devoted park goers and Disney historians have pointed out that the current lamp, as well as the one preceding it, is a replacement, and not the original lamp personally attended to by Walt Disney himself. As recently as September 2022, Disneyland took a significant step by replacing the iconic lamp in Walt Disney's former Main Street apartment with one that closely resembles the original fixture. The new lamp boasts a prominent glass dome, featuring an intricate floral pattern, making it quite the eye-catching addition. However, it's important to note that Walt Disney's legendary apartment is typically off-limits to the general public, and the lamp can only be observed from ground level. On rare occasions, Disneyland Park offers guided tours that provide a unique opportunity to explore the upper apartment, creating the potential for a face-to-face -face encounter 
with the ghostly presence of Walt Disney himself. According to an article featured on sfgate.com, Anna Bees, a ghost hunter who possesses the ability to perceive and communicate with spirits, have claimed to have witnessed Walt Disney's apparition by the lamp in his apartment's window. In addition, Anna has reported seeing Walt in another location within close proximity to his apartment, leaning on a lamppost in front of the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln attraction. Now, given the proximity of these two locations, it's not entirely surprising. Moreover, several park visitors have also attested to spotting Walt Disney's ghostly figure around the park. One guest who was granted access after regular hours by a cast member recounted an encounter with the man standing outside the castle. This man, positioned on the drawbridge, noticed a guest, flashed a warm smile, and waved. The guest claimed to have instantly recognized this man as Walt Disney himself, and he continued to wave for approximately 20 seconds before mysteriously vanishing into thin air. I had one listener of my podcast reach out about an interesting experience that she had in the fire station below Walt Disney's apartment, which I will feature in a reel on my Instagram and TikTok page at The Scarecast. So if you don't follow me already, make sure you all head over to follow and look out for the reel where I'll be discussing this interesting experience. Since we are audio-based, I can only describe to you what happened in the video. My listener, Adenia, got a tour of the fire station, and on her video, she captured a glimpse of an orb while walking towards the fire pole. In another video, she also captures a second orb along with a shadow moving from left to right. To see the actual videos, Make sure you follow my page at The Scarecast on Instagram and TikTok so that you can see them when they're posted. I will also link the reels into the description of this episode when they come available. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. A commonly circulated misconception insists that Disneyland is a place where no lives have been lost and where extreme measures are taken to prevent any fatalities on its premises. However, this notion is far from accurate. The truth reveals that quite a number of individuals have, in fact, met their demise within the park's boundaries. The forthcoming accounts highlights one of the earliest instances of such tragic events occurring within the confines of the renowned happiest place on Earth. In 1964, Disneyland introduced a new tradition called Grad Night. This event, exclusively for high school graduates, 
Walden all night stay at Disneyland and holds a special place in the hearts of many Southern California residents. However, the idea of unsupervised teenagers spending the night at a sprawling theme park does raise some concerns. Surprisingly though, the number of incidents and issues have been relatively low, but there have been several unfortunate fatalities associated with grad night. Our story transports us back to the fateful night of 1966, when a 19-year-old Northridge, California resident named Thomas Guy Cleveland embarked on a daring adventure. And that was sneaking into one of Disneyland's grad night events at the cost of free 99. It was a late Friday night at around 9.30 p.m. when Thomas Cleveland would decide to scale two chain link fences, one six feet high and the other 16 feet, landing him right on top of the monorail track right around the area where their employee parking lot was located. This track, resembling a circular railway around Disneyland, served as Thomas's main route into the festivities taking place at Disneyland. Now there were three security officers, Theodore John Thomas, Paul L. Williams, and Earl Bruce Norin, who had noticed Thomas on the tracks. Officer Williams would urgently shout a warning, instructing Thomas to take cover as an incoming monorail raced towards him at a brisk 25 miles per hour as it was headed to Tomorrowland. Thomas would come down into a narrow fiberglass canopy suspended beneath the track as he heeded Williams' warning. But unfortunately, this clearance proved woefully inadequate. In a harrowing account, the four-car train collided with Thomas, pulling him beneath the carriage. The relentless momentum of the train causing all four cars to pass right over him. The collision propelled Thomas's lifeless body some 30 to 40 feet along the track. And by the time the monorail screeched to an abrupt halt, Thomas's body was ripped to pieces. The monorail's operator, Dallas Baker, informed the police that he had not observed the young man on the track before the incident. In fact, he remained oblivious to any unusual circumstances until a sudden jolt and the subsequent loss of power brought the train to an abrupt halt. Passengers occupying the train's frontmost compartment, known as the nose cone, mentioned sensing a slight jolt during the incident. However, they remained unaware of the actual incident that transpired. Subsequently, the train found itself immobilized for approximately 10 minutes before a work car arrived to tow it to the next station, where the passengers could safely disembark. Officer Williams would recount the grim task of cleaning the young man's remains from the underside of the monorail, which he did so by hosing it off the track. Tragically, 
This incident marked the second and ultimate fatality to transpire during Walt Disney's lifetime in a period when he would watch over the park's operations. Among Disneyland's former staff, whispers circulated about eerie occurrences during the late hours operating the monorail. Some claimed that cast members operating the monorail would, on occasion, glimpse the silhouette of a young male figure dashing along the monorail tracks at the park's rear, precisely where Thomas had met his ultimate end. The spectral figure would materialize one moment and then vanish into thin air the next. It would only be a year later on August 21st, 1967, another tragic death would occur. Back when Tomorrowland was just unveiled, Disneyland introduced a new attraction called the People Mover. This attraction operated from 1967 to 1995, and its primary function was to transport park visitors through various sections of Tomorrowland. It was ingeniously designed to allow passengers to embark and disembark while the ride was still in motion, which meant that it moved at a very slow pace. Each car operated autonomously, eliminating the need for a driver or a conductor, serving as a self-sufficient public transportation system for park guests. Regrettably, it didn't take long for the allure of bending the rules to captivate visitors. Almost immediately, possibly enticed by the slow-moving trains, it became a popular challenge for young teenagers to exit their cars and move to another car within the dark tunnels where they remained hidden from view. And executing this maneuver was quite straightforward at the time, as there were no barriers whatsoever between the main body of the people mover's car and their roofs. It was a simple act to perch on the back of a seat and swing one's legs over to the side. And just a month after its debut, a 16-year-old resident from Hawthorne, California, Ricky Liyama, found himself taking on the challenge of hopping cars on the People Mover. He decided to exit his People Mover car in an attempt to join his friends in the adjacent one and Ricky would embark on the risky maneuver as the ride passed through a dimly lit tunnel within the Circle Vision 360 building. And tragically, Ricky lost his balance, leading to a perilous fall into the tracks below. And as fate would have it, the ensuing people mover car approached him and the formidable grip of the Goodyear tires that comprised the People Mover's propulsion system continued to propel the car forward. And the consequence was grievous. Ricky's head and upper body bore the crushing weight of the unyielding People Mover car, leading to a tragic outcome. Ricky would be crushed before the ride would be forced to stop by a ride operator who finally noticed. 
A security guard would describe that when he responded to the incident, he looked under one of the people mover cars and saw Ricky's head split into two. Three sections of the people mover train had to be taken apart to even remove Ricky's torn body from the track. Just like Ricky's unfortunate incident, 18-year-old Gerardo Gonzalez faced a similar fate shortly after his graduation from a San Diego high school. The date was June 7, 1980, and yet another grad night, when Gerardo decided to exit the ride and attempt to move from one car to another. As the ride approached another attraction below, known as the Super Speed Tunnel, Gonzalez lost his footing and fell off the people mover, plummeting into the Super Speed Tunnel track below. And tragically, Gerardo was struck by the next oncoming car. Eyewitnesses recounted that he miraculously emerged from beneath the car. Although severely injured and in a battered state, he was still alive. But regrettably, he couldn't move, and he suffered another crushing blow from the subsequent car, being dragged for a considerable distance down the track. Some sources claim it was at least a hundred feet, while others suggest that it might have been several hundred feet before the ride finally came to a halt. But by the time the ride ended, there was very little left of him. I guess the eerie question arises, what are the odds of two eerily similar fatalities occurring on the same ride in the happiest place on earth? Interestingly, there have been reports of paranormal activity associated with the ride throughout its history, as described by Park Guest. When the ride was operational, some visitors, particularly blonde females, claimed to have experienced hair-pulling sensations as they entered the tunnel. And prior to its removal from the park, Disneyland made a commitment to discontinue the operation of the People Mover ride during grad nights. This decision was influenced by a combination of factors, with of course the deaths and also the persistent attempts by teenagers to smuggle drugs and alcohol into the ride, as well as the reputation that the ride gained as a place for romantic encounters during the grad night festivities. Now today, the space once occupied by the People Mover ride is now home to the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. And our voyage does not end here, for there are numerous other stories and fables that have permeated the vast expanse of the internet, each weaving its own spellbinding narrative it is with great anticipation that we announce this endeavor as the inaugural installment of a multi-part series that will grace the Scarecast files. And as we delve deeper into the labyrinth corridors of Disneyland's urban legends, we invite you to join us in this captivating odyssey 
where the line between reality and fantasy blurs, and the enduring charm of Disneyland continues to cast its enchanting spell. Have you ever encountered anything weird or strange at Disneyland? Well, if you have, I'd love to hear about it. Email me at mike at thescarecast.com. If you have any stories, or message me on Instagram or TikTok at thescarecast. As always, thanks for listening to this episode, and be safe out there. And until next time.